everybody. Welcome back to Cruise Control. It's Monday, May 8th, 2023. Welcome to Cruise Control, the home of entertainment news. I am your host, as always, Brian Cruz. Welcome back on this beautiful Monday. It's a great Monday, right? And here we are again, and joining me, as always, is the lovely Miss Sabrina Vittori. Sabrina, welcome back to the program. How are you doing tonight? Hi, great. Thank you for having me. How are you? Doing great. How was your, how's your Monday? Uh, it was good. Um, fairly uneventful. Um, back in LA, so I was back at my regular job today, which was a little bit weird, but also awesome. Uh, so, yeah. Traffic. Two thumbs down, as per usual. <laughs> Welcome back to LA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter what's happening, traffic's going down. Even though there's a writer's strike, people are still working all over town. So that's how it goes. And also joining us back on Cruise Control, I think this is the third, maybe fourth time. I'm not really sure. The host and creator of IPA Sessions podcast, the man himself, Jacob Rowland. Jacob, hey. welcome back to the program. How are you doing tonight? Hey guys, thanks for having me back. I'm doing great. Uh, I'm enjoying this uh, unexpected vacation. Well, it was kind of expected. It was an expected vacation. Yeah, it's one of those things that we kind of, you know, as the deadline was getting closer and closer and closer, and nothing was budging. And I said before, over the last weekend, where it was like before May 1st, that if there was no deal reached by Saturday, I thought the strike was happening. I said it for sure. And then, of course, no deal. Bam, we're striking. So... Mm-hmm. That's where we're at right now. And unfortunately, a lot of people are down from work, but the writers are fighting for, you know, the right pay they need, they deserve, and uh, the studio needs to give, I think. But that's yeah. a whole thing we're going to get into here tonight, for sure, we'll because it. it's affecting everybody in town right now. And it's affecting you in a way that you don't know yet, because a lot of people haven't seen it yet, but unless you're watching talk shows and stuff like that, right. but all your content will slowly and slowly be pushed. And that's just... Hey, you know what, strength. though? I... It- it gives me plenty of time to to work on my other projects like my podcast. So any uh, any artists out there looking to just do something, hit me up. Come on, share your story. Let's talk. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jacob, you've been here before, but like tell us a little bit more about your podcast for everybody out there in case it's the first time seeing you on the program. Uh, IPA Sessions. It's a podcast for independent artists. It's a place where I like to try and provide inspirations for practical applications in entertainment. Uh, so I bring on many different guests uh, who are all – artists of the uh, excuse me artists of uh, all varieties i have uh, musicians actors filmmakers uh, dancers illustrators authors just you name it if you do it i want to have you on the show uh, and i just have them speak and basically share their experience their their journey their personal day-to-day of what they go through and then technical how-to breakdowns so that anyone out there looking to do what they do and feels like well i can't be a filmmaker well why don't you listen to my buddy darren he's a filmmaker why don't you listen to you know my my friend nick he's a filmmaker listen to these guys tell their story and what they do and how they went about doing it and realize that you can do it too uh you just have to accept the reality and the facts and everyone shares that they share the ups and the downs all the struggles uh, you've been on in the first season. You shared a lot of that. And yeah. I think it really helps encourage people to be like, okay, I know what the reality is. I know what to expect, but I can do this. And that that's the whole goal. It's just to provide inspiration. And it's a lot of fun to listen to your conversations. It is. And there's a lot of people out there that are just kicking ass out here and they're in Jacob's show and they're able to tell their story, which is fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Darren's been the program himself. So that was yeah. fun to have him here too. Talking to him as well. So it was great. It's great. And uh, we're happy Sabrina are going to be recording again for you soon. So tomorrow actually. So look for that coming as well, everybody. Yeah. You know, got to cross promote, got to work with each other. That's how it works. That's his business, you know, because it's a lot of, it is, it is a lot of fun. But you know what else I'm excited about though, Jacob? What you got? 
I'm excited about some breaking news. <laughs> everybody i'm gonna dive right into the very first thing i want to talk about and that's guardians of the galaxy volume 3 and we're not gonna do too much spoiler stuff tonight we're waiting it was only the first weekend's gone by people are trying to spoil shit all the time but guardians 3 opened okay it made 118.4 million domestically worldwide it made 289.3 million now it's pretty good it's pretty good but it's not as good as the last one the last one made at total it made uh it made 146.8 uh, 1 million in the United States as opposed to 118. So it's made a little less overall, but it has good momentum. Hopefully it keeps going. And, you know, if you compare it to other places, like you think about Doctor Strange made 187 opening weekend, Ant-Man, the Wasp, Media. I mean, that made 170 million opening weekend. So it's not quite with those, but it's still doing good. It's still over $100 million opening weekend. They've almost made their budget back of $250 million in one weekend, which is a good win for Marvel. And hopefully it does well, being James Gunn's potentially last movie and potentially the last Guardians movie out there. If you look at them like comparison for Rotten Tomatoes, the first one had like a 92% critic, 92% audience. The second one, 80% critic, and then an uh, 87% fans and then this new one had an 82 percent critic and a 95 percent fans so guardians of the galaxy though so they compare i mean this isn't really the highest ranked one but it's in the middle and i know the critics kind of were trashing it a little bit which is unfortunate i think it's a fun movie i saw over the weekend and i we think that trash it. james gunn's done with know. it anyway he's moved on yeah. he's recreating the whole dc universe Marvel's done. let's go let's go james <laughs> gunn. let's do this <laughs> Yeah, it's time. It's time to move on for him. And honestly, it was a good send off if you're a fan of them. Again, it's a send off in a lot of ways. They all said it. So it's fun. It's really sad, though. It's really sad. So get ready to cry a little bit when you go to see this, because I think Sabrina cried a little bit during it. Just a little bit, huh, Sabrina? <laughs> well as that's coming to theaters right now something that was going away but now apparently is not going away is swat because before this over the weekend i'll say friday they canceled swat they're like we're done even though it's been doing great with the ratings they're like we're canceling at cbs because it's all been about a rights thing so they canceled it they couldn't work it out then i guess over the weekend they started talking some more and then right before we came on actually they settled in swat is coming back now how do you do this well less episodes always 13 episode season for season seven it'll end the whole program shamar moore was out there being like we have to make this happen uh he was commenting and tweeting over the weekend a lot of fans coming forward being like we need to save this he thought it was all dead in the water until this morning and all of a sudden they said well there were talks continuing and it's been working it out and sony and cbs figured it out less episodes and you're getting more stuff so part two right now season six is airing and the finale airs on may 19th on cbs so if you're a fan of the show, this is probably some great news for you because your program's not done, even though we thought it was going to be done. Like, I was like, oh, this is this is over with. And I was shocked, too, because it's like, if the ratings are going up and it's doing well, then why do you cancel it? Then again, it's money. It's all money. As what's happening right now in the business, there's so much talk about money, 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 money. Ironically, you know, they're they're able to negotiate SWAT, but not the writer's contract. So congratulations <laughs> for that. Um, uh, yeah, working <laughs> on that. Money, money, money. We better <laughs> work on SWAT before we deal with the greater entertainment industry. Let's just deal with SWAT first and see how that turns yeah. out. Yeah, you know, that, that's, that's something I'm glad they have on. jobs. Good for them. <laughs> they have jobs. And the thing is, like, they won't be shooting right now because Not of now course, they don't have jobs, but once you know, you this whole thing yeah. gets resolved. Yeah, they'll have a job. Yeah. I mean, they, they have, have to be too. Yeah, they're already on vacation. <laughs> uh, I I didn't even watch this show, but I know a lot of people who've worked on it. Um, I 
I'm happy for fans out there that they get a chance to get their show one last season. And it's nice because you know it's the final season, so they'll get to write it off and like end the show well, hopefully, if they have good writers. Yeah. <laughs> so, hopefully. You know, we'll see you what hope. happens. Uh, you hope. I think that's good news for the fans. Me personally, I'm I'm not into it. I haven't watched it. There's a lot of shows like that that I've worked on and they all feel the same after a while. But for those who enjoy it, I'm glad they're going to get an ending that they deserve. Because as a fan of other films and shows, I want what I'm supposed to get yeah. <laughs> when it comes to that. I want the fan service. Yeah, I want, want the good ending. So you want to be happy with the ending, you know, and honestly, it's like a lot of times it doesn't happen. And it's like so unfortunate that you invest so much time. Six seasons is a long time. That's a lot of time to be watching as an audience member. And they were in their 20 episodes, you know, 20 episodes a season, 22. So if you do something like that, it's like it's a lot of time that you don't have in regular TV shows these days. Just have it pulled out from under the rug with you and you don't have anything to watch. It's, 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 It's unfortunate for the fans, for the cast, for the crew, for everybody involved in the process, because it is a lot of people that work on this and a lot of people demand and not. I mean, they actually need this. They 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 rely on this for a job and for a living. Sabrina, you haven't watched SWAT, have you? Has this been a thing that you're a fan of or, or are you no. thinking whatever? I mean, no, I, it's like the thing, you know, like, like pretty much what Jacob was saying, all these procedural shows kind of, you know, just fall into that same loop basically. And, you know, if, if I, I haven't watched it, so I don't know, but I would assume that it's very easy to watch a standalone episode. It's not like a continuing storyline where like you would be lost if you came in on season three, episode six, seems like yeah. something I'd have on the, in the background while I clean and do laundry. You know what I mean? Like that sort of thing. Um, so for me, I don't really give a shit if it has a good ending or not, because it's a, it's one of those procedural standalone shows. So like. I'm sure if you were religiously watching this every week, like you would want that. But for me, it's like I might put this on USA in the background and syndication while I'm doing things. But, yeah. um, you know, it's, those shows are always they're great because you don't have to watch them from the beginning. You can pop in anywhere on NCIS or CSI or um, Law, and Law and Order, like any <laughs> yeah. anywhere. And you can like, oh, I can Be watch right this episode it. and it's a complete full episode with arcs. And you're like, OK, this is what happened. And you're totally cool with that. So I do appreciate this type of show, but it's not something that I would religiously it, watch. It's a type of show that it's nothing but filler. That's what's neat about it, too. It's yeah. like it's all filler. There really isn't, you know, with procedural shows like that, there's no actual story. It's kind of like the X-Files. You know, they had every season you had like four main episodes that was a story arc and then everything in between was fillers. And it's like with with shows like that, they're all just this procedural. That's it. They're just procedural. Like Sabrina was saying, just put it on the background. It's, yeah. it's good if you're trying to do something and you just want some noise. Yeah, yeah. just enjoy it, you know. <laughs> and it's great noise too. And it's fun. Yeah. There people are talented on this. Say there's anything wrong with their talent. It's just, it's just, you know, they're very episodic. And it's sort of like, you know, end all, be all, one story done. That's it, you know. Good for them though. They're coming back because a lot of people don't get an opportunity to get an ending just like the Goldbergs. Because Oof. the Goldbergs, oh. honestly, after 10 seasons are getting a little bit bamboozled if you ask me yeah i said bamboozled because apparently after the season 10 ending happened uh they weren't told they were canceled until like two days afterwards and two days before their rap party so they shot the whole season and that was it and uh they went home thinking or oh, come back for a season 11 probably and then they were done and then yeah. the writers themselves, too, were saying this is a big thing they didn't know, which is huge on them because I mean, the show started back in 2013. After 10 seasons, you think you'd be able to give it a good finale. And they didn't have the opportunity they wanted. So they did a, they did a little bit of clip, a little bit of like going back in time and showing some things and doing a little montage, which works. You know, it works really well. They, but they, they started, did what they could work with, you know. Yeah, that was it. That's all they could do. 
But they said they had their druthers, though. They would have had Erica with a new husband and a baby. They would have had Beverly potentially finding someone new to fall in love with. Adam getting a girlfriend and then driving off into the future. Barry getting married. There's a lot of things they wanted to see. They wanted to see the children when they were young and then grow up to become old. And they weren't able to do that. And that was the idea from day one. And it's like unfortunate that they had an idea that would have been a great ending. And it worked what they did. I saw, I watched the little montage at the end. It worked. But honestly, it would have been better for them to know they were going into it. It's always better to know you're going into your last episode. Um, yeah. Were you a I, fan I really, of this at all, Jacob? Did you watch the Goldbergs? Oh, yeah. I was a huge fan of it, especially when it first started. I really enjoyed it for those first you know, four to six seasons. Um, it did start to get a little uh, procedural, mm-hmm. <laughs> even sitcom. I mean, it's sitcom's formulaic. It's a, it's, it's a necessity that we all have when it comes to these type of shows, but I like those shows and I really enjoy them. And what I really liked about, you know, the Goldbergs was the, the fact that it was all in the eighties. Uh, it followed this kid who was obsessed with film and, you know, was a huge nerd and just the way it covered pop culture at that time. It was really funny to me. The cast was amazing. Um, it dwindled near the last, I'd say, two to three seasons, but I still watched it. I would still put it on, check it out. And so I watched the finale just the other night, and I didn't realize. I was like, oh, the show just ended. Like, that's how that's I it. found out. I was like, <laughs> I was like, this looks like a finale, like a show finale. Uh, but the episode itself was, you know, just an episode. There was nothing special about it. Uh, yeah. Other than, you know, it was talking about Back to the Future, which was a great, yeah, back to the future. interesting way to end it on. But, you know, I, I'm upset because, like I said earlier, as a fan, I did want some kind of special episode. Like the the creators had an idea for this. They knew what they wanted to do for an ending. And if they had just been aware or had been told sooner, they could have done that instead. And I think that would have been nice as a fan. But I'm hoping maybe if you know we throw up enough fuss and by the time the strike is over and people are hungry for work, maybe they'll give us like a little special hour movie, you know, Goldberg's finale finale. That would be kind of cool. There's always potential for that with some of these sitcoms that get canceled. They'll do those little, little special videos yeah. at the end. Uh, so maybe that'd be nice. But yeah, because I just, I mean, I just a little upset that that's that like it just ended. I was like, really, this is it? Like, I know, I, I know, I didn't really care that much in the last two seasons, but I still, I was still here. I was still watching. Still it. Give me something worth my time that I invested. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? Give me a spin uh, yeah, ending. Yeah, don't give me a Walking Dead bullshit ending. Like, come on oh. now. Well, Walking Dead's not done. We know that. I mean, they they got three spinoffs coming too. I'm so. done with it. I don't I don't want to watch six different shows just to know what's going on. I'm I'm good. You know, I'm you good. gotta watch. You gotta watch in Paris and you know London. This is coming from a horror fan too. So what does that tell you? I know, right? Sabrina, were you a fan of the Goldbergs? Are you? Uh, what do you think about this ending idea? Think they should have had that idea, or think it's fine having this little clip show at the end and wrapping it up? Uh, I never really got into the Goldbergs. If I'm being perfectly honest. Uh, I do think that they were all very talented cast. Uh, I just, uh, it's just, I, I hate the fucking 80s, uh, to be perfectly honest. I know you love the 80s, but the fashion is the abysmal. The music was not great. Like, it was just, it's like, a, it's like for me, a lost decade. Like, if you pick any other decade, it's better, uh, in my opinion, than the 80s was. It's, it's you know, just not my favorite. Um, oh, again, cast is great. It, no, it's, I really hate it. And, and you know that, um, I do. That's a totally so, fair statement. The eighties is dead. Let's be done with it. Yeah, it's like, it's like a bye Felicia with the eighties. Um, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm not surprised to be perfectly honest. Like, uh, the George Siegel or Seagal or however you say his last name, um, who played the grandpa passed away. Yeah. And then they had this whole thing with Jeff Garland where they made him die. So like you have two characters dying in a very short period of time you know, main characters that were staples of the show. And then they like have this, this last season without them. Like, I, I mean, you can't really expect a show to have 
gone on for that many seasons and you lose two of the main cast members and everyone's going to be like, yeah, I knew that again. Like, I mean, it's, it makes sense to me that it, it didn't, it didn't go again, honestly. And I don't really know, uh, you know, what happened with the whole Jeff Garland situation. Chris says, uh, that it, it went downhill after, after they got rid of him. So I don't, I don't know exactly what happened with that, <laughs> but I, I feel like that is a, a big part well, of it. He, like, was... he was gone. The grandpa was gone. He was and raunchy. It's... He was raunchy on set. I worked on the Goldbergs a lot. He was raunchy, but it was his comedic kind of thing. And I think he thought he was funny. And I guess some of the crew members didn't think it was funny. Same thing we mm-hmm. talked about what happened on that Mystic Quest too, where one of the actors were Dardal on there was saying some jokes and the, the showrunner had him fired, you know? And the same thing happened with Garland, but it was going on for a long time. Because I worked creepy in the Goldbergs. Old dudes. That's what we are. That's what you're saying. Is it creepy yeah. old dudes? I thought so Jeff was funny a lot of times because I worked in there for I worked in there for a whole season. I thought he was funny, but I do see the problem. I mean, a man walking around in his whitey tighties doing inappropriate jokes, you know, it could be kind of weird. You know, it's already an awkward situation as it was is. Was that his wardrobe though? Was it his was wardrobe? his wardrobe? Yes, okay, it was his well, wardrobe. Let's not be weird but about I that. Mean, I, it, it adds, adds a, on the show. Yeah. It adds an element to the show, the, the weirdness, though. Already, I mean, you know he's what a I mean? Comedian, like I don't. Yeah. I mean, I get, I get it, but also, like, I don't know. If I watch a show and I love all the cast members, and I'm used to all the cast members, if you take two of those integral people away, I'm gonna have a hard time watching it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to, but I mean, I I really thought that the cast overall was great. Uh, Barry, the guy who played Barry Troy, was awesome. Such a fun guy. Uh, I, I've, I know I've said that before, but I used to stand in for him. And he'd be like, hi, Paul Rudd. <laughs> Every time I come on set, I'm like, hey, Barry. Oh, oh uh, hi, hi, what's going on? <laughs> my my was, last show filmed next to next to the same stage that the Goldbergs were filming on this final season oh, that they were Sony? filming. Oh, yeah. Sony? And uh, the, you would see the guy who plays Barry. You'd see the, the, one, the woman that plays the older sister walking the lot and like throwing oh. hacky sacks around. The crew would come out. So like, nice. They, they looked like they were having a ball. Like it actually looked mm-hmm. like a show that would be fun to work on. Like yeah. they, they just seem genuinely happy to be there having a good time. And like, you know, the ADs would come outside to wrangle them up and they'd all act like little kids and run around and like yep. panic. Like, oh no, we're, we're busted playing hacky sack outside. Like, <laughs> it's just silly. But it looked so fun. I was like, wow, they look like they're having a great time. And I had to go back to work. <laughs> they, threw a, they threw a pizza at a PA because it was oh. not the pizza that he wanted. That's, That's a dick move. That's a dick move. Do anything but That's work their ass move. off. I, yeah. I worked on Curb Your Enthusiasm a couple times and he was hilarious. Like it's a lot of it is a lot of it is um, improv, you know, like they kind of just give you an idea for a scene and you have to go in there. And, you know, I, I was standing in um, and I, I it was the only time ever in the history of working on any show that I did not leave set. Like I, and I smoked at the time and I, I wasn't going out and smoking cigarettes. I just wanted to watch them. Every take was different. Every take was hilarious. They were all super nice. Um, so I'm not. Like I, I don't have any personal bad experience with him. He was a pleasure when I when I worked with him at, back. But this was like a long time ago before yeah. uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm went away and then came back. Um, but I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I just, I'm not surprised that it's over. That's all. I'm yeah, me say. either. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's had its run. Ten seasons is a long time. Long time, like especially for a sitcom. That's a long yeah, time. sitcom. Everybody else, situational comedy. What's the situation? Throw that cast in there and create the comedy. That's all it is. 
So that's that's just how it worked. It was it's been a working formula for years, and it worked for them for ten years. And again, you have two main characters gone at this point. It was time for the show to move on. They had problems in the past too, where it almost went away, and it kept going. Like Sabrina said, like you know, like Jacob saying, the cast were awesome, the crew were great, they were so much fun. We they had short hours, they had blasts, they joked around, everyone helped each other. It was a great environment, if you ask me. So whatever Jeff was doing later on, because I was there like season seven, season eight, something like that, and whatever he did beyond that in season nine. You know, whatever happened, happened, you know, and crazy shit happens in Hollywood. And unfortunately, this show did not get the fitting ending it deserved because, after, again, after 10 seasons, it, it should have had it and yeah. didn't get it. This was but, the 10th season? Yep, 10th season. season. Yep. Wow. Wow, I, I right? I figured it was going mean, to be that... ending. I felt that it was ending, and I was like, yeah. it's got to be ending. And surely they should have known, too. They should have had that yeah. that feeling. But again, it was a it was a big show that ran for so long. Like, they just probably assumed, like, oh, I'll just get renewed again. But yeah. It's in its 10th season. They usually start to dwindle around 9 and 10. Yep. And that's Modern it. Family ended at 11. And then that was, and then mean, they, it just becomes time to go, you know? It just yeah. becomes, and a lot of the cast don't want to keep doing it too. That's always the thing. Yep. Yeah. Black, Blackish so, made it to like eight, right? Seven or eight? Yeah. Or nine? Yeah. I think, I think it was, I think it was seven. I seven. think it was, I think it was seven. We talked about Blackish the other day too. Um, I think the spinoff got six, which is crazy to me. I'm like, how did it get six? Well, maybe it was eight for Blackish. Because yeah, uh, that yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds right. Because it's, well, I think it was six for the They spin-off. have like two different spinoffs now. Oh, uh, the but one. Like, that's another the thing too. One. The show got canceled early, and yet it has two spinoff shows that are still going. I don't know. It's it's it drives. I don't. I never watched. I mean, I've that's seen episodes. That's usually what they do. They'll end a show and then do a spinoff. Yeah, like they but overlap they, the spinoff but, a year or two, and then they they end it. So it actually went they, longer than. It normally they tried would. doing a spinoff for for the Goldbergs too. It just didn't go. They created, shot the pilot and yeah, it just didn't school, work out. Yeah, it was about the principal like and stuff. I more, enjoyed so. it. I actually watched that show. I liked it because it was refreshing and it was set in the early '90s. And I was like, yeah. "This is nice. It's fun." It's it so went different. into the '90s and it worked. And I'm a kid from the. I'm a '90s kid, so it's like I get the nostalgia for the '80s and like it's a fun time. And like I, you know, I grew up with all the leftover shit from the '80s. But like the '90s is my era. If you're gonna start doing nostalgia shit, start doing the '90s. It's you know. Speaking of nostalgia shit, though, 90s. <laughs> I know it's going to happen probably. But speaking of nostalgia stuff, Jacob, I bet you might be a fan of uh, King of the Hill, maybe because that's coming oh, back. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> so King you of the Hill is the bastard profile. <laughs> King of the Hill is coming back as a revival here with uh, Stephen, the, the original cast. Stephen Root was talking about it, saying they're going to jump in time because they want to age Bobby up a little bit and make him a little bit older. But he's coming back. They did their table reads back in April, and they've been putting stuff together. So now the show is moving forward, of course, by 20th Television Animation and Bandera Entertainment. And he said that he's excited about it. Like Stephen Root was like going to this interview about how it's going to be just so much fun to dive back into these characters again and do it again. And for me, I'm like, this is another show I'm like, I'm not surprised. I feel like animation a lot of times they just die back and look at look at South Park. Look at um look at uh what was that Family Guy disappeared and came back. Uh Beavis Futurama did the same thing. Beavis and Butthead too. Mike Judge again. Beavis and Butthead went and came back and now it's doing even better than it has for a long time on Paramount I Plus. I really love the new Beavis so and Butthead. It's it's been fun. I haven't <laughs> seen it all, but I, it's been fun. What I I haven't watched the new season yet, but I watched the last season. I haven't watched yeah. the new one yet. Well, there's and, no uh, more music videos as you know because yeah, it doesn't yeah. exist in our world. But it's a ton of TikTok out there, so they're constantly watching TikTok videos making fun of it it's fucking hilarious I love which is it. great i mean that's what they should do find a way to make it relevant to today and that's that's how you do it you know music videos are gone so what else do you do and that's it's even better for them to make fun of you know as opposed to the music videos back in the day but yeah beavis and butthead everybody's back she's like king of the hill though mike judge was thrilled that's that his so shows 
are doing so well. I've been um, hearing rumors Bobby. about this for the longest time, and we thought it was going to be Bobby Heel and like maybe Hank and, and Peggy would be the grandparents that would show up. So like yeah. we knew this was happening, but now they're getting closer. You know, like you said in that article we read that you know he was they have a table read coming up. So like this is good. This is set. They're ready. Like yeah. it's going to come out very soon. I'm so excited for this. A huge King of the Hill fan. A fantastic show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun, and it's moving forward pretty fast now. Again, we have a pending writer. We have a pending like. And there's no end date, I should say. There's a writing strike. There's no end date for it. So there's no, everything's pending right now. So we have no idea when that'll be done, when they can get back to work. How many scripts are actually written? We have no idea. Now, if they're already written, they could be animating and going to work. But if it's not written, then they can't really do much again. Hopefully, they've already started to kind of move on some of that. And hopefully, that you know they had enough time to develop the scripts along. But again, as a lot of writers have been saying, you can't really do a lot without writers in the room while you're putting it together in post and in actual, you know, pre-production and production. So it's always a thing. Sabrina, were you a fan of King of the Hill at all? Are you excited about this coming back? Are you like, yeah, it's not for me. I was a huge fan of King of the Hill back in the day when it came out. I also was a huge fan of Beavis and Butthead, but I'm unlike Jacob, I watched a couple episodes of Beavis and Butthead and I, I was like, oh, I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't get back on that horse for some reason. Um, and I, I hope King of, the, King of the Hill is not the same way because I, I really did enjoy that show a lot. Um, I hope King of the Hill comes out stronger. Yeah, I'm with you on that yeah, one. Me, I, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's it really, I mean, all the characters were so different and so weird and so funny. Um, and like, it's, <laughs> it's like a weird, like, I don't know. It's like a weird thing where like in an animation series, like that the characters are all. Like, it's not just like a surface individuality, you know what I mean? Like, which I feel like is huge for, for like, I mean, look at The Simpsons. It's been going on for like a bazillion years, but like every character is like, there's like no growth to any character ever. And I feel like King of the Hill, it there there was like a little bit of growth as it went on, like with the character, they learned things. Like, you know, like how many times does Homer do something dumb and go dough? Like, I mean, I love no. The Simpsons. But I'm just saying, like, there is no growth of character. There's no learning. And I feel like in King of the Hill, like, it as it, as it went on, there was, like, a slight learning process with characters. Oh, um, all the characters grew over time. Um, I mean, just look at, you know, rest her soul. But, you know, the passing of the oh my God, I know. Brittany Murphy, you know, her character in that show, though, yeah. she grew up so much throughout that series. You know, everything about her character was awesome. Uh, Bobby started growing up, you know, even Hank. You know, he, he grows as a character. He's he's a stubborn guy set in his ways. But even for that time that it came out, he was a very progressive Southern redneck. And I love that. Uh, it showcases to me as someone who's from the South. That's a show that showcases the way to me, the way I grew up. A lot of people really are. Almost every person in that show, every character that's a cartoon character in, in my life experience is someone that actually exists. I've met them all. I've met the Boomhauers. I've met the Doe Trees. I've met Hank that's and awesome. Peggy. I met Bobby. Hell, I was Bobby growing up. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a part of life, like, and it's it's real. Damn it, Bobby! <laughs> you know? I don't know you. That's my purse. That's my purse. That's <laughs> like one of my favorite episodes. It kicks him in the so nuts. I'm like, kill Finnie Everyone has the old vet they do from church or something. I kill Finnie Like you, everyone knows that these characters they're real to me, and so I absolutely love King of the Hill. Um, and it's a fantastic 13 season show. It ended when it needed to end. Um, they even had continuations and stories, or at least the seasons, they would continue stories over like events happen. They would bring them up. It plays out, you know, they had, you know, two parters, things like that. So I'm really excited with this, this, I guess, reboot to the franchise, reboot. uh, what they're going to do with it. And I hope that the same love that went in the first, you know, rendition, <laughs> it comes, comes back. back. 
I, yeah. I really want to see that. I really want to see it come to life again. And I'm excited to see where Bobby is. Like, what is Bobby like as an adult? What is Hank like uh, if he is a grandparent as a grandparent? You know, yeah, yeah What's that's Peggy the thing. Like? Are they are they pushing it forward like that? That's the that's we don't know do. yet. No, uh, yeah, that, no. was, that was the rumor for the longest time. That's what I've been hearing for the last year or so. Yeah, and even Steve so Rue was like, they're gonna be, he's gonna be older. They wanted to age him up. They just said they want to yeah. age him up, but like they didn't and say it, if it'd be his twenties, thirties, forties. You know what I mean? Right? And I'm cool with Bobby being like fresh out of college, and like yeah. maybe he hasn't married yet. He doesn't have a kid yet, so it's like Hank dealing with that. That'd be cool to see, like Peggy losing her, you know, her baby bird flea in the coop. Like, I'm, I'm excited to see where these characters go. I want to know what, you know, all of his friends are up to. Like, I want to know what's going on. You know? <laughs> like, I want to see where the, how they're doing. I just want to know. It's funny. It's like when you're invested into a program that long, they become like real people to you, you know? They and do. it's like you're invested so much. Like, oh, what happened to them? How have they been after all these years? You can't check on on Facebook to see how they're doing. So, you know, <laughs> come on, come on, bring them back, which uh, is what they're doing. As someone from the South, you don't want to check on Facebook to see how your old friends are doing. <laughs> it's not, it's not great, huh? It's not great. <laughs> well, hopefully that this program, King of the Hill, after it's like his whole lineage, it hopefully does, it holds up to it and it brings something great to the fans. It makes sense while we're continuing it. Just like Christina Applegate was talking about, a Married with Children is coming back in an animated form, everybody. <laughs> married with Children animated. And it's something that she's doing because she's like, you know, it's one of those things that she's, you know, it started her career pretty much. It was huge for her. And then she's at the point in her life right now where apparently she's kind of backpedaling on her career. She's at the end of her career. She's saying, at least in front of the camera, because after Dead to Me, she said that's probably going to be her last time on camera. Because as people have heard, maybe you don't know about it, but she's had multiple sclerosis diagnosed like a long time ago, and she's been dealing with this for years. And she's just saying she doesn't know if she can be on camera anymore because of this. she doesn't know about her health, up and down, up and down. But she can do voiceover to help pay for her bills and her family and, you know, and get back to her roots in a way. So this is happening. Married with Children. Back in 1987, this came. And she said, all four of them are coming back. The whole, the whole, the whole family is coming back, which I think is crazy. It's pretty, it's pretty great. The Bundys are coming back. And for That's me, I'm like, it could why? be fun, animated. I don't know. I mean, what's, I mean, that it was, again, that was a sitcom too. That was, it really didn't have a storyline besides 11, them just yeah. 11 seasons. Yeah. 11 11, seasons it ran into the nineties. Like that's my childhood. Like I don't get me wrong. And, and I don't want them to Al go Bundy to the eighties. Al Bundy the shoe store. Okay. Right. 11 seasons. <laughs> yeah, but like, I'm cool with it being animated, but like keep it in the nineties, pick it up where the show left off. Uh, and I'm Peg excited Bundy for and Christina the bonbons. Come on, right? man. And I'm excited for Christina Applegate. I think that's great. Cause I was sad to hear about her diagnosis and you can see in the last uh, Netflix series that she did that final season, you can see it like just how it affected her, but yeah. she's an incredible actress. Uh, and she, she was really the hottest woman alive when I was a kid in the nineties, like, come on. And she's a, <laughs> so I, I think it's amazing that she's getting a chance to come back, but I kind of been more curious to, just to see where she's going to go as a voice actor. Like that would be yeah. neat. Uh, and I hope she continues to get work that way. If that's what, if that's what, she, if that's how she can get it, I'm so used to being able to edit my stuff. I'm not used to live. <laughs> Welcome to the world of live. It's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah i think so it would be fun. cool to have her do that uh so i i'll give it a shot i'll see what it's about but i, yeah. I don't really see a need for this at all i know You're we right. just ranted about you know king of the hill and being so excited for that coming back but like i don't but that started as for, a medium that was animation yeah. it's it's like we're going further back are we about to reboot three's company like how far back are we gonna go and like bring people back from the dead and voodoo rituals and shit like what are we gonna do 
that's the world that's kind of happening more and more. Very There's more CG, more creation. Sir. There's a lot of that happening. We keep going further back in time to these like sitcoms that are like dead and gone and bringing them back to life. You know, at first it was these shows from the early 2000s, then like the late 90s, and now we're dipping our toes into shows from the 80s. Like, how far back are we going to keep going with this? Like, why not just do new sitcoms in general? Why not do yeah. new shows? That's well, all. I think because you have all these writers so- on strike. Why don't you give them what they need so they can create better content for us? Let's do that. Yeah, but people don't like new content, Jacob. We talk about that in the show all the time. Everybody wants reboots, right? Everybody wants to keep bringing that back because that's what happens. Happy Days is coming next. The Fonz is coming back. Who's going to play the Fonz? Who's going to play the Fonz? Is it going to be his great grandson? Austin Butler. Like, is that the story? Like, Happy Days comes back. Ron Howard. Like, she's the son of or the daughter of Ron Howard. Like, Ron, make it animated. Do this. Make it animated. No, he's not. He's too old. I'm trying to think. Happy days animated would work. It could work. Because Ron I mean, Howard's not coming back to TV. There, now I'm putting it out there. I'm I mean, joking. It Thanks a lot, it, Sabrina. It, it, it's it might happen. Now. You joke, but this show, this show has an audience. All right. It, you have happy special days. powers also, here. Also, by the way, fun fact: eleven seasons, eleven seasons R- really? of Happy Days, eleven seasons of Married with Children. Yes. So the joke used to be six seasons in a movie. Now it's eleven seasons in a reboot. <laughs> it never ends it never mm-hmm. ends sabrina what do you think about about this happening though overall married with children would you watch an animated version of this are you are you happy that she has this opportunity to come back and the rest of the crew and the cast or do you think that um this should have been left back in the 90s <laughs> um no i i love married with children it was hilarious um i loved all of the characters I, I love the uh, the Bundy bounce. I love uh, Bud's awkward weirdness. I love, um, I just, I, I the dynamic was so of that time. It was such a like nuclear man does this, woman does this, like hot daughter does this. And the neighbors, uh, uh, Steve and, and Marcy were great. I mean, I, I don't, I'm down. I'm so down for an animated version and I'm down for it mostly because it's a different medium. Right. So you get all the same actors and all the same voices, but you're going through it with animation because they are all so much older. And I mean, I, I would be surprised. I, I feel like it's going to take off where it left off. Like they're not going to be uh, all their age now or else they would just put it back on TV. So I think that's a fun thing to switch. Just like when we talked about um, Ash and uh, uh, Ash they're doing an animated movie and coming back, you Here know, for that. Just, finish that with an animation as opposed to doing it um, live action. So I'm super down for it. I love Christina Applegate. She's a spectacular actress. She's a spectacular person. Um, and yeah, I, 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 I'm so down for some more Married with Children, honestly. And she was great on Dead to Me too. She was awesome. So. Such, that's One of my favorite show. shows. It's great it's show. So well done. show. Yeah. Yep. Um, she was so good. The only really issue I ever had with Married with Children is if Peg Bunny's your wife, why would you not want to have sex with her? What's wrong with Al? <laughs> I don't know. Like, he wanted to go touch the women's feet at the shoe store instead, you know? <laughs> like, I don't think he realized how lucky he was. <laughs> Maybe they'll touch on that now when he's older. Maybe they'll do that, like you know? I could oh, be fun. <laughs> Come on, yeah. man. That show is spectacular. You're, you're right. You're right. It was great. But again... Without writers, we would never have these programs, which leads me to our next conversation about the writer's strike. Because there's some updates right now, what's been happening. 
And of course, we've been talking about programs being shut down, programs being stopped with picketers, and they're being forced to stop down. Well, right now we have this whole update now with the producers and the showrunners. Now the producers are, what's happening is they're impacting the overall deals right now. So the major studios have started sending out letters to writer producers under overall and first look contracts and telling them that they're going to suspend their contracts because they said before, it was last week, they put a little thing out saying, hey, we get the WGA striking, but you have scripts, you have crew, you have cast, get to fucking work. That's what they said. And so these people are like, but there's a writer strike happening. So why would we cross the picket line? We're going to cross picket line. And they said, well, if you don't, you're breaching your contract. And we can and actually terminate your contract if you want. So this is how it starts. It happened before in the past with previous uh, writer strike where they suspended people's contracts. They didn't get to work because, of course, the, uh, the, the Teamsters wouldn't cross the picket lines, which led to cast not picking the, you know, crossing the picket lines. And that led to productions shutting down. Same thing's happening. Warner Brothers sent these things out. Universal, CBS, Disney, 20th Century, ABC, they all sent these out. Sony's apparently sending theirs out now. And now the streaming services, this is the first time they're doing this. Netflix, Amazon, they're contemplating it, but they're probably going to do the same thing and send them to their, their showrunners and be like, hey, we're suspending your contract. We're not going to pay you because you're not shooting when you're supposed to be shooting. So that's what happens when this goes down. Now, here's the productions right now that have stopped, just so it's you know. It's like they don't know how strikes work. That's not how it works. You know, it's like they don't know. But Stranger Things shut down, Daredevil Born Again, Wonder Man, Blade, the new Blade movie was shooting, that shut down, Hacks, Billions, American Horror Story, Severance, Yellow Jackets, The Game of Thrones spinoff, A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, that was writing, they shut that down right now, Evil, Cobra Kai, Abbott Elementary, Bunked, uh, Loot, Night Court, like that's just some of the ones that have shut down right now, and you're going to see that everything is going to shut down because as the Stranger Things, the Duffer Brothers said, it's like, yes, we have scripts written, Yes, we could keep shooting right now, but there's more writing that happens on the day that we can't do with a D or WGA strike. So we have to shut down. And that's how it should be. Because if anybody knows anything about yep. being on set, there's always writers there. And that's one of the things they're fighting for is more writers on set so that the story can keep its, you know, its integrity. Wherever they shoot or they, they write on the day, they want to keep that integrity and make it be their story moving forward. So without these writers... You can't do anything. And I, I said it was going to happen before, and it was just inevitable for it to actually start shutting down. And now they are because you don't have writers on set, guys. It's a no-brainer. You can't shoot. A showrunner can't shoot. And, of course, it's a breach of contract in a way. But at the end of the day, there's a strike. So this is what it is. So they suspend everybody, and now we just sit on hold when no one gets paid. You know, That's what a strike that, is. Something a lot of people don't think about, too. When you're on set and you're filming, even when an actor's like, I'm going to change my line. I want to say it like this. They need a writer there to write that in. Like, it has to be cataloged <laughs> like, yes they need that for the editors they need it for you know what's happening in the scene for the script supervisor like the writers are very fucking necessary yeah they don't just write and then be like all right here's the episode go film it, it doesn't work like that they're there all the time they're hard workers they do what needs to be done and they do not get a lot of credit that they deserve and i am rooting for them and Unlike, no offense, the 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 SAG, my union, local three ninety nine, they are there. They we we are we're part of the strike. We're supporting it. Not part of. Excuse me, that's the wrong saying. We're not a part of it. We are supporting it from day one. We've been there to support it, and we've been told if you don't want to cross the picket line, don't cross the picket line. Yeah, 
and that's how we're not be. being forced to go in. Uh, now I'm I'm with the locations department. I'm not a Teamster uh, driver. Uh, I know some of them were they had more questions when it came to this because every union that's trying to support the the writers union, they're all trying to figure out how to navigate this and show their support without also losing their benefits and their jobs. And thankfully, so far, it seems like everyone's like, hey, if you want to go out there and pick it, pick it. If you want to go to work, go to work. If you don't want to cross the line, don't cross the line. Like yeah. it, it, it's really nice seeing that there is support behind this. Uh, they deserve this. And they with should. all the streaming services, there's no more physical media. So it's not like you can give them royalties for a movie. I mean, other than myself, maybe you guys, not a lot of people buy physical copies of, of movies anymore. It's going away. Uh, they stopped making DVDs. It's all Blu-rays and 4K, and that'll probably go out soon. I'm probably have to start getting a digital collection going on. So streamers have it. The, the streaming services, they have it. They're the new studios. They're the new big dogs in town. I don't know why in their fucking mind they haven't realized that what happened, you know, almost 15 years ago, they didn't take that serious moving forward. Like, I don't know why they think like, oh, well, we're just not going to. And this is the universe. I want to get my thoughts right here. The the thing that that bothers me is the writers came to them. The union came to them. They gave them what they wanted. They gave them their list of demands and it was all sent back. And all the major demands that they had, there wasn't even a counter offer made. It was just like, nope, here you go. Take this shit and walk. And it's like, you didn't even offer a counter offer. Like, you didn't offer any suggestion. Nothing. Like, they didn't even look at it. So, of course, we're in a fucking strike right now. <laughs> yeah, that's going to end it right there. Well, they had they had a little bit of back and forth last week or the last week before the strike. There was a little bit, but it was like, I mean, they, they offered them... Ah, it was like it was like nothing. It was like seventy million over three years, and WGA wanted about you know it was like five hundred million over that. So I mean, it's like you're you're it was like nothing, and they were comparing it to like Zaslav, how much he makes a year, which is like <laughs> it's insane. They were saying with Zaslav, David Zaslav's actual paycheck, it could it actually pay for ten thousand writers in one year. Or for th over three years, I should say, over three years, his contract for one year. If that shows you how much these producers are getting paid, and they're saying, "Oh, it's it's a tough time," but they're all getting raises, and and everybody else is actually doing all their grunt work, and that they're like making these shows aren't getting their money, and that's not fair, and it shouldn't become a gig job. It can't become a gig job. I mean, that's not the way this is laid out, you know. And it's like it, if you want to be able to make a living doing it, you should be able to make a living doing it. You shouldn't have to like be a part time job being a writer. That makes no sense. Makes no the sense. film industry is based off of a class society system. And by that, I mean, it's based off the ancient medieval times of noble society and don't give a fuck about the rest. Mm -hmm. That's our industry. Nuts. It is what it is. It is what it is. Sabrina, and what do you I don't think about people these? understand too. Yeah. Directors are writers, producers are writers. A yes. lot of these people, they're right. James Gunn is a fucking writer. Writer. Like these yep. people, so it's like you're shitting the on them as well. Like not, you're not just like trying to nip someone in the bud. That's like an up and coming writer. You're, you're shitting on everyone. Yeah. And that's why a lot of these writer showrunners have to shut down too now. And it's like they're saying the same thing. Like, we're, we're, we're WGA, we're producers, we're also showrunners. We have to shut down because it's a classic way of showing support too. We can't shoot, you know? Sabrina, yeah. what do you think about the updates? Are you surprised that the studios are, are like suspending these contracts? Or do you think this is just a natural progression for the strike moving forward? Um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't understand why. I mean, we all knew this was going to happen. So like the producers had to know that this is going to happen. I don't understand why we can't like, I mean, they've been talking about this since before the holidays. So I just oh, don't yeah. know like why it's, it's come to this. Like they could have negotiated before it was time to strike, which they did a little bit, but obviously not enough. 
They start um, in March. And what what they're asking for is nothing crazy. Increased pay, shorter exclusivity deals, assurance about this AI bullshit, which they're worried about is going to take their jobs, you know, staffing requirements on shows. It's all basic shit that they should have. And when when the media shifted to streaming, I mean, it's it's a whole different ballgame and they're not making the money that they used to make. It's all different because it was like this new media. Same thing with actors. You know, the new media contracts are completely different. You know, where I think I, I've said this before, like where, you know, stars of shows are not getting residuals on a streaming service. But if you were on network television, you would be making residuals like there's all these yeah. little things that happened when it shifted to new media because it was literally a new medium and people didn't know how it was going to go, how big it was going to be. And now that it is like Jacob said, like the new platform period, like you need to make up for that. It's not outlandish. It's not ridiculous. It's not asking for too much. I, I just don't, I don't understand why or how they think it's okay to sit back and, you know, get fat on all the spoils and not share it with anybody else. Like, I just don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm, right I'm glad yeah. I'm glad that SAG is stepping up and, you know, telling people to, to go and pick it. They have signs and shirts available if you want to go pick them up at certain places. Um, there is a strike. Which they weren't doing at first, like, though. Yeah. Well, if the thing is, is we if you are contracted to work on a show as an actor, like you are supposed to go and, and work on the show. Like if they're shooting, you're supposed to be there because there is a, a clause in, in, yeah. our, in, in SAG after's contract. But aside from that they are supporting the strike and they are giving out you know signs and shirts and and telling you where to go and what to do so i'm glad that they they stepped up and did that because as everyone knows i'm fairly sour on sag after um and and their ability to roll you. over for producers when, mm -hmm. whatever they want because they don't give a shit about us because they're all producers too yeah. so they're like mm, like gabrielle cartier whatever the fuck her name is <laughs> 90210 uh who was 35 when she was shooting that um like she's a producer and doesn't even act so why would she give a shit about actors' rights? Like, I don't even understand. Like, just because you were in something a million and ten years ago and, like, did one Lifetime movie since then, like, how do you have the right to be, like, the president of SAG? And you, it needs to be working actors. It needs to be people who are dealing with this stuff all of the time, you know? And, and, and not people be. who are also producing. Like, that should be a conflict of interest, man. Like, you're an actor and a producer, and then you're bargaining, you're, you're, you're creating deals with the producers. That's going to benefit you. Like it should, it that shouldn't be allowed. Like I, and conflicts I, of interest and nepotism run rampant in the film industry. They do. Well, I mean, absolutely 100%. nepotism. Like, but there's nothing you could do to stop that. And like, you know, uh, uh, there's plenty of cases of nepotism where people are super talented. And so, like, whatever. I know you wouldn't have gotten a job if you weren't this person's daughter or this person's nephew or whatever the fuck. But you know, a lot of times they're very talented. I'm less upset about that because, I mean, if you were at. Uh, a lawyer, you know, you would tell your kid to go to law school and hire them in your firm. If you were a uh, groundskeeper, you know, you tell your kid, hey, I want to teach you how to freaking cut these plants your whole life. You come in, you take over my business. Like it's a nepotism yeah. is in every industry, everywhere in the world, you know. But that's what I'm saying. The 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 conflicts of interest, they are just as blatantly there as nepotism is. Like right, it's just, but I feel like that is something that you can fucking prevent. That's something you, you can, can but they you won't. can prevent nepotism, but you can prevent a conflict of interest while yes. you're bargaining. Well, you're you're negotiating a contract that is supposed to help the lot of your fucking union or guilds or whatever the fuck we are, because we're not even a real union. They don't get us work. They don't do anything. Um, so no. like if you are negotiating our contracts, you should not have an interest on the other side. You know what I mean? You like, shouldn't. That's, they it's, always do. It's insane. 
So I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm, I am glad my point is, I know that was a little bit off top topic that no, uh, I'm glad no. that they, <laughs> that they are, you know, doing what is right and supporting, you know, the, the writers for this. Uh, even part. like Gabriella was negotiating our, our contracts last time. She's not even our president anymore and they're paying no, her to do it. But then and she's like, like flying to Canada to avoid our rules to do yeah, to avoid our rules like, to create her own stuff. It's ridiculous, like, honestly. Like to avoid it's SAG so rules. It's not right. And that's, again, a problem with the logistics of how you can be president or who could be president. And it's just it's just messed up. We've been dealing with that for years and it hasn't changed. And the problem is people don't vote enough. It's a big problem. And uh, and the same people keep getting in. And it also it's and a also, celebrity vote. But it's that's, also these people who are in charge, which is her and like, you know, th- there's like two factions of SAG for anyone who doesn't know. But like her faction of SAG are the people in charge. So they spam you with a million emails about vote for this, do that, look at this, look what we're doing, blah, 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 all this stuff. To where I have actual friends who are like, oh, I thought she was the person that we're supposed to vote for. And I'm like, no, she is a lunatic. It's like, it's like some like fascist shit going on here like they just it's propaganda they run it like our actual it's political fucking, system like, I mean, <laughs> they kind of, like, they do they do, <laughs> they do. So, but at least with our political system you are getting both sides you get commercials for both candidates you get you know what i mean like this is you they just spam you with their shit so you see all these other people yeah. on this other side and you're like who the fuck who the fuck is, what is matthew modine doing i don't fucking know yeah. okay let me vote for fran drescher because they told me to like it's they poison your mind with propaganda in the fucking emails on their side and the other shit that comes in the mail people aren't fucking paying attention to that who looks at real mail anymore they're like uh ad throw in the trash you know what i mean like like all that political shit that comes to you for for and those are state, our dues state comptroller or like whatever the fuck you know 58 of those flyers garbage not looking yeah. at that I research yeah. before I vote, of course, but like, it's like, not everybody what SAG, does. What SAG does is they keep whoever has been in charge. They keep that faction of power in charge for the past bazillion years. And it's never going to change because people who aren't educated and aren't involved in the system and how it works are not going to go out there, do the research that they need to do and vote for who is actually good for our union. So yep. this is, it's just like, it's just like passing on the baton to another person who is looking out for their own interests. It's very unfortunate. But SAG would never strike like the WGA either. They always, because again, producer actors in that pocket, in that side, they're always going to go with their producer side as opposed to their actor side. Wrong Speaking people. Speaking of the WGA again, speaking of those guys, I am very impressed with what they're doing. We know that they've been going around picketing around the studios, but they're actually yeah. showing up at locations now. Yep. They're yeah. coming to people filming on location wherever there's a film happening in Los Angeles, they're showing up there and picketing there too. And it's caused, I know there was a, a show recently being filmed out here. I just found out that like they, they went ahead, they had plans to film for two more weeks. They went ahead and shut it down because they're like, they showed up at our location and people were like, ah, don't feel comfortable crossing the picket line now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right. So they that's, shut down. So good for them. Be. The guild is not fucking around. The writers no. are not fucking around. They don't. And, and I, and I, it's inspiring to see that, and I just wish that other unions would also take that kind of man. Step it up. I have nothing bad to really say about my union right now. I'm new to it. I've enjoyed what's happened. We had a negotiations and everything, and we got settled before strikes. Strikes were in talks, but it all went through. Um, I Again, I'm still new to it, uh, but from what I gathered, it seems that there have been a lot of benefits, a lot of good stuff. There are of course always something that you wish you could have negotiated better for but that'll happen again later on whereas it seems like with the the writers they just they can't get what they want and so they're yeah. like well we're tired of doing that and they just shut everything down and good for them for doing it 
because you need to at least I know with my union, we, we made offers and counter offers were made and it was reasonable with the writers. They made offers. They made their demands of what they wanted and what was necessary. Like we just discussed and no counter offer was given no other like, well, why don't we try this? No, they didn't give a shit. They just said, no, fuck you. Yeah. So yeah, That's... I'm glad they're showing up and, 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 you know, picketing the studios. I'm glad they're showing up to people on location and picketing them. It's big. It's, it's great. It's got to be done. Like and maybe just they got can shut teach, down. you know, SAG how to grow a backbone. Yeah, right. Well, the thing is, SAG's contract's <laughs> up that. in June. SAG's contract's up. The DGA's <laughs> contract's up in June. Yeah, there's no strike you know? for you guys. I'm no, sorry. there's no, no. We'll quietly, we'll quietly quit our negotiations. No one will even know about that. We'll quietly quit it and sign it. They'll be like, saying, I just, won't go quietly into the night. No, no, no. Into no, no. It, yeah, all we depends. Will. it all depends on what happens. If WGA is still striking in June when our contract is up, we yeah. will strike too. We will strike too. If I don't they are, know. If they you're piggybacking. To... No, dude. Exactly. Exactly. But hey, take advantage while you can. It, it might help everybody. The moment. If they if they come to an agreement before then, there's no way SAG will strike. Oh yeah, no, 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 but way. If no they way. are still striking, SAG will jump on that bandwagon just because. Like, but they would never do it on their own. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I, I mean, there's no way of knowing when this will actually end. And the thing is, like, again, they're just going to keep going for a while. We said before May 15th, there's a big like picket going on in New York, Los Angeles and in Georgia, too. So they're planning for that. And it's going to be some time until this happens. The last one was 100 days. The one before that was like 130 days. And that was back in the 80s. So if it looks at there, you're like looking at three months, probably. And then maybe someone will cave. But we don't know. Again, there's no way of knowing when this will end. But we do know that The Flash is ending, though, soon because oh, The boy. Flash Season 9 is out and there's only a few episodes left, everybody. And I just want to talk about this very briefly because I don't know if Jacob's been watching this, but I've been watching it since day oh, one. And, uh, and there, we're doing the first part. They're doing four-part finale for this. It's called A New World. Part 1 and Part 2 comes out on May 10th this week. May 17th and May 24th is the finale for The Flash. And they're going to get into all of it. They're going to say, the fastest man alive is tasked with his greatest challenge out to save the timeline and save existence. Friends old and new gather for this epic battle to save Central City one last time. So, okay. So, I watched a lot. I've been watching it. I've been watching this season. And then, of course, I've said before... I don't think this is the greatest show, but they got me hooked and I've been watching it forever and ever and ever. And I keep getting upset. They bring the same villains back again that we brought back reverse flash again last week. That's our, our first part of four times. <laughs> but that's He's going to like, save what? the timeline. No fucking shit. That's your show finale. He saves the timeline. That's what he's been fucking doing for nine seasons. For nine seasons. You know, this is why, um, why most of your cast is left at this point. You know what I mean? They leave They're like, fuck this. We're doing the same thing for nine years. You know, they've gone so long. Gazuntai bless you. They've gone so long that the original flash movie was supposed to start before this started. And the original flash movie now that's coming out in June is going to come out after after the whole nine seasons have ended, if that tells you anything, that's insane to me. They did nine seasons in that time, but this is—it's the same Arrow shit. Arrow got six. Arrow only got, got six. Six, and, and they he's... started. Arrow was the show that started it all. You yeah. can give Smallville its credit. Fine, Smallville was its own little thing. The CW, as it is now with the DC universe, which in my opinion is done pretty damn good, started with the Arrow, and then you then. got the Flash, you got Black Lightning, you got Supergirl, you got Star Girl, whatever it's called now. You have yeah, all Star these Girl. fucking spinoffs, and they're good. I enjoy watching them. I have a no, blast watching not. them. They're they're, they're just fun. You guys turn your brain we're off. We're gonna throw the word "good" out there. Like, let's be real. It's not good. Have they're you fun. Me? Do you know my taste? My taste is, is not that <laughs> difficult. I, I'm not. I'm not saying your taste. I'm saying the human race's taste. It is not good. 
They're fun. They're fun. I mean, they're all kind of fun. I mean, honestly, they're extremely fun. Yeah, they are repetitive. Like we were just joking. Like the show finale right. is the Flash saves the timeline. Yeah, because right. that's it's, the episode. It's really that's good the finale like for every season. Every season. As someone, as someone who like works well, that's in also film Flash. and that's watches film, you. you know what I mean? Like you can't be like, "This is good." That Star Girl show was literally painful to watch. <laughs> painful, and I felt bad for Luke Wilson and Amy Smart. How'd you get caught killing up in that shit? They were killing. How it. did you? I don't know. I thought it was offensive. <laughs> it was offensive. It was offensive. And Joe McHale's popping in as a villain. I'm like, please stop it. You didn't like right villain now. Joe McHale? It was oh great. My God. I, I love it. I want more it. Joe McHale. I cannot with any of it. It was it was it was offensive and horrific. The only thing Starman. that was worth was the Titans. Okay. That was the only thing that was okay. worth. Yes, worth. Titans. Yeah. And I Titans don't know how garbage. you fucked that up. Like I, I they don't did. know how you fucked that up. And I, I, mean, tried, I, can't. I tried. I know you've talked about it on this show. I have tried yeah. with the Titans. I, it's the I aggravatingly pushed through the first season, watching yeah. shit on my phone, letting it run in the background. I treated it like a fucking Law and Order show. And, and I still <laughs> so couldn't. Tough. Get Anytime there. I walked by and that was there. on, and I was like, oh, great, this but again. Just, I don't get it. I don't get how you dropped the ball for that. Okay. But the Flash didn't drop the ball. The Flash kept it simple. CW plotline, teenage romance, teenage yep. superheroes. Oh, they're all growing up. They're out of college now. Now they're young adults living in the world as superheroes. It's formulaic. It's great. It is what it is. It's the CW, but somehow it works. The DC universe on CW. Like, look works. at this picture that Brian has up right now. It literally <laughs> looks like a bunch of people dressing up for Halloween down my street. Like, they might like not that. even they yeah. might not even win a costume contest at a bar. I'm oh, just they would. Saying. They I'm would. just saying, they might not. They might not. I okay? think they would. They, they I think know. they would. That's they from this. That's, that's from that the episode money well spent, though. And that's the episode where the arrow came back, you know. And that was the thing where he's Nobody like cares. apparently like dead, but he's like the angel force. I don't know what the hell he is at this point either. Yeah. But he no can kind does, of. It's and it doesn't matter though, because again, no. it's it's based off of comics. Yeah. Have you read a fucking comic? <laughs> like uh, all kinds of weird shit happens. That's what's weird. Great. Like it He's doesn't running. fucking matter. It, he it can't run. No one can run that fast. You know what yeah. I mean? No one can run that fast. I wish yeah. I could run that fast. You mean to tell me if I if they I might fucking not. run really fast in a circle, <laughs> really really fast, I can somehow jump into a timeline? Let me tell you what. Wayland, like Wayland might be able to do that, but you definitely cannot. <laughs> Wayland, <laughs> <laughs> he runs circles around. I've seen him run in circles. Okay, I'll give him that nod, but definitely not he's, you or I. He's the fastest he's a, kid alive. No, the I don't do running. Kid That's right. <laughs> yeah, but oh this we got we got we got three more parts of this coming out, and I just think it's gonna be the same thing. Like honestly, I really hope they bring the whole cast back it. at least. Yeah, I'm gonna watch gonna it. Bring too. the whole cast back. We're gonna watch it, Brian. We're gonna love it. We're yeah. gonna laugh. We're gonna cry. Yeah. We're gonna be happy. It's gonna end. And we're gonna be like, that was good. That was yeah. good. And then that we're gonna good. move on with our lives because that's yeah. what it is. And that's the show. You know, it's it's just it's just fun energy. It's not like I said. It's not like it's would be on a big oh, screen, God. but it's but Sabrina gets mad at my pictures. But it's fun. It's like <laughs> it's been fun for me, and yeah. I think they look great right there. Right? What do you think, Jacob? You look great. Yeah, you know, I, I think so. They do. Yeah, they look excellent. You know what yeah, else is great about that show? The immaculate, clean ass coffee shop that they're always drinking. In. <laughs> the world around them gets pulverized by villains. Yet that coffee shop stays pristine. And it's always. Amazing. Always jitters. jitters. <laughs> <Something great. laughs> Jinx. Jitters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but you know, for me, I'm like, we'll see how this goes. I, I mean, it's going to be, I know I'm pretty know what I'm expecting when I get out of it. Uh, Barry Allen was like, I, I can't think of his, uh, Grant Gustin. He made a, he was doing an interview where he a said they were going to fucking human being who yeah, should yeah. have been in the actual films. Just saying I, it's my two cents. He could have been a great Who? in the movies, Grant the Gustin. Flash guy? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The actual actor, because no, you have hey, all these dude. issues with the guy. You have, you have you, have hey, you heard all the Ezra, bullshit going on with Ezra? Yeah, Ezra, I'm not aware that he's saying. Hey, he's a psychopath. Don't get me wrong. Great job as the Flash. Great no, you, job no. as the Flash. He's no, funny. He's no. quirky. He's Barry he's like, Allen. He, DC CW's DC is Barry Allen. That's that's. He didn't get a chance. They had that little crossover, which was a lot of it was a lot of fun, where they actually had Ezra come on and they went face to face and like, who are you? What are you doing? That was a lot of fun. So I hope that happens in the new Flash movie too. They have some moment with that because I feel bad for him because he did it for like nine seasons and he didn't get a chance to cross over. He wasn't even considered. I don't think so. Bad for him, but you know what? He had a great career doing this, so he'll do more. He'll do more, but he said in the interview that they were going to do like a dark kind of like bad ending. And then he said, well, you know, well, we decided not to. So like you're spoiling it in a way saying it's going to be a happy ending. Of course I mean, it's going to be a happy ending. it's the Flash. Ending. Of course it's a happy ending. They're just fucking yeah. with you. Look, and this, he- guy's, this guy's an A-plus for CW, which isn't saying anything. Okay? That's all <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. Like an A-plus for CW. You try telling me and like Brian and all the other screen. 13, 14-year-old children out there that, this, that we're wrong. Go ahead. Well, that, that's, Go ahead. that's okay? the problem. You should be behaving wrong. like an adult who wrong. works all in the, the entertainment industry. <laughs> Hopefully the children are not watching the show because there is a lot of cursing and some yeah, severe This is opinions. definitely not kid-appropriate. Never However, has been. The children. That's what I mean. Look at this guy. Look at this picture. It's, I can't it's for the even. children. It's for the children. He's like, look he's at like that. Me right mask. now. He's like, yes. I'm like, look at that. What's coming no. out of your ears? He got his gold back, boots sir. this season. You know, back. he did get his gold boots. And also, oh my God, this for, is so for the fans of the sh- of the comic books and like who watched the cartoons and shit growing up, they have the actual fucking Flash from the '90s show, and yeah, he's wearing huge. the Flash uniform with from the helmet. fucking comics from the '60s and '70s. It's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Should, should I get like, a popper to throw some confetti here for gets you? It done like, right. are we serious right now? Please. Yes. No, they don't get they don't get anything done right. They get it they right. They got seven tabs yeah, done right, maybe. Like that's the last thing they did right. Mm. I, I think they do it right. I think they do it right. And for all those kids out there, just like us that are excited about the finale of this, go get it, kids. We're gonna have a great time watching the last three episodes. All the kids in these two. Twelve to fourteen. Somewhere in there, right? Your demographic. Your demographic. Your words, not mine. Your words, not mine. Okay. Well, hopefully the Flash season uh, nine finale is great. It's fulfilling. Hopefully it's it's fantastic and it's fun. And it's a great joyish send off for Barry Allen and for his whole medley crew. I've been doing this for nine years because right? it could be great. And, and I hope it'll be over in a flash. It'll be oh, in a flash. And also... Speaking of a flash, a flash of atomic bombs exploding, I want to talk about our featured story of the night! A light grasp, everybody! I want to talk about Oppenheimer. Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Now, the newest trailer came out. This isn't that far away. It's coming out in July, everybody. So Oppenheimer is coming July 21st, 2023. Three hours long, they're saying, by Universal now, not WB, because of everything that went down with Christopher Nolan and WB when they start releasing all the movies straight to uh, HBO Max. Nolan's like, that's not how it should He's be. We should go into theaters. He bitched about it. He bitched about it. He got mad. He got mad. And he broke up 
with WB. After all these years, this will be his first movie that he's done without WB since, I mean, it's been like forever. I think it's been since his first movie. It's insane. It's like, how do you actually like break up with someone that's been making all your, yeah, Memento, Memento. Yeah. How do you break up after that long? I don't know. It's it's his first biopic as well. And, um, and for him, it looks like a Nolan movie to me. It looks great. Killian Murphy looks great. You have uh, Matt Damon. Killian Dam- Murphy Dam- is always great. Always great. You have Matt Damon. Matt Damon looks good Matt in this. Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. Is he a friend I, of the show? He's a friend of the show. I like Matt Damon. Killian Murphy's I'm, a friend of the show, right? Yeah, Killian like Murphy. A friend of the show. Killian Murphy's he's, awesome. He's just a person. He's not a friend of the show. He's just a person. Mm. If you look at this cast, though, I mean, this cast Matt is Damon's insane. also not a friend of the show. Jimmy Emily Kimmel's Blunt. a friend of the show, so Matt Damon's definitely not a friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel's a friend, not Matt. Fuck off, Matt. Sorry. You, you know have to Matt. pick one or the other, and it's definitely it's Jimmy true. Kimmel. <laughs> Emily wow, Blunt, wow. Robert Downey Jr. You got, uh, you, got Quaid, uh, you, got, you got Jack Quaid. You got Florence Pugh. I like to say Pugh. <laughs> i mean you got like i mean matthew modine we're talking about him he's in this shit i mean there's there's, there's a huge Somebody cast josh for, for sag president for heaven's sakes matthew modine please he's awesome he's he would have been he'd make a great sag president but honestly the trailer came out to me it looks it looks it looks great it always looks great i like me some nolan we talk about nolan on friday a lot because you know i, I worked with nolan a bit so there's a real special place in my heart with christopher nolan you know he's, yeah, he's, he's great a bad filmmaker i just yeah, no. i just don't think he should have got as upset about a movie he made which wasn't that great let's be honest it was not that great it's okay wait, wait, man you make mistakes what you get upset about? move on it happens make, make oppenheimer we're good to go wait, yeah an wait, opera. what are you upset about his movie uh, didn't do that well what well, movie it did, it did okay it did okay the the the, the time well, Tenet? Pattinson. Tenet, Tenet, yeah. Tentacle Tenet, I, yeah. I actually enjoyed that movie quite a bit. Yeah, it just, it, but it just didn't do well. It just wasn't uh, like that. It let wasn't me tell you wow. What. Or it was during the pandemic and it was a whole thing. Like that definitely had something to do with it because people were not going to the movies. Yeah. Um, and I'm not really a Robert Pattinson fan. I actually don't like him, but um, he was he was the the star of that movie for me. He, if it, without him, it would have been a piece of crap. He did an excellent job. He's definitely growing on me as an actor. I really enjoy his work. And I'll say yeah. this during that time, you're right. Uh, I think of another big issue he has, which I can agree with him on was that his movie was kind of the test pilot to see how streaming these movies straight to streaming services would go. And mm-hmm. I think the issue that he had with it is that everyone was kind of like, yeah, it's not like it's a terrible movie, but I'm glad I didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> like that's the number one comment I heard from everyone is I didn't have to pay for it at least. Like yeah, I watched. But it. if it you was did okay, have to pay for it, I would have been upset. Pay for it, it would have made a lot more money. He would have made a money. lot more money. I would have yeah. lost my fucking money because I would have paid for it, and I'd have been like, "Why did I pay for this?" Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like Tom Cruise was like fighting the whole thing. Like we can't put it on streaming because it'll make more money. And Tom it did. Too. It was amazing. And I'm and glad it, was a great, it held out. It needed it a, a great it fucking a movie. blockbuster theater release. It was yeah. fucking amazing. And okay. Paramount needed that bad too. That's like yeah, Paramount's yeah. highest grossing movie. And they're still hurting. We'll talk about on Friday, like Paramount Plus has still not made money for them. They won't make money till 2027. So Paramount needs money. And it's like, for, for me, like, how do you even keep going? It's, that's a whole different bag of worms. Uh, Disney but, will know, knock on their door soon. It'll be fine. Yeah, probably. They'll probably end up selling. That'll probably happen. You know, and they're the mouse. The mouse with the biggest, biggest pockets, you know? 
Uh, no, Brian was a little bit tipsy on Friday. I was um, like, I wasn't on on Friday. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> guys, I just want you to know, I love listening to the the Tipsy Friday shows. They're my favorite that you do. I was glad you brought me on last time. Um, so keep up the good work. <laughs> we have fun on Fridays. We just kind of go a little bit crazy sometimes. It makes it Mondays more fun. is very sobering. I'm noticing. It's, I'm it's like, very it's easier to talk live when I'm drunk. <laughs> it's very sobering. <laughs> you don't think about anything when you're drinking. I don't it's think like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Oppenheimer, okay. Oppenheimer. Sabrina, yeah. are you excited about this trailer? You watched it. Does, it. does it tickle your innards? Does it make you excited? How do you feel about it? Oh, that's a disgusting term. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it has a, a real, very good cast, and I'm sure it will be a good movie. Anyone who knows me knows I do not like period pieces. Um, I prefer to be in present day or fantasy land. Um, so I'm not excited. I mean, I will probably watch it once it comes on whatever streaming service it's going to come on and in the privacy of my living room, you know, just chilling. I'm definitely not. It'll probably not. be on the cock, I'm guessing. Uh, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to be going <laughs> to the theater to see this for three hours. Like, I'm going to need to be home and, like, have access to, you know, things in my house that I don't have access to in a movie theater, like a bathroom and maybe a cocktail and possibly some marijuana. But uh, I do not see myself going to the movies to see this. I'm sure it will be great. It looks great. It's star studded. Like I'm sure it's going to be very good, but I'm not going to be one of those people that is uh, going to be lining up to go to the theater and see this. I mean, yeah, you know, it's going to work good, but I 100% agree with Sabrina on this. One. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, three hours. I, I mean, it looks great though, but like, yeah, three hours. And you know, Matt Damon, Matt Damon was Why saying like Netflix series. <laughs> well, they could have. They could have. They could have split part mini series. That's what they, they love doing. These series, these uh, these minis that they call them now. They love it. I, and as GR says in the Limit, chat, limited, sorry, reality. limited series. He, no one's, no one's not going to do that shit. He's a movie. No, he's no gonna, way. He's, gonna, he's, he's a, a movie maker. Buff. He's not, he's not messing around with that bullshit. FYI. It's like this is a shot in IMAX. The same thing. He loves the big screen. He wants the biggest, biggest presentation for it. He's always about that. Like, that's what he's like. He's like, I'm making cinema. I'm not making television. And that makes sense for him. You know, that's just what it is. But Jacob, okay, so you said maybe the small screen, maybe at home is better for you. But did this trailer do anything for you? Did it nudge you closer to one to go to the theater to see it? Or did it really just make you say, it's just going to be too long for me. I just should stay home and, and not deal with this. Uh, a part of me went, I hope this streams like Tenet did. Because <laughs> then I'll watch it. Like, it's the story about the guy who invented the atom bomb, right? Am I, am yeah, I wrong? Yeah, yeah, it is, yes. So, like, okay. And his name is, guess what? Oppenheimer. <gasps> Oppenheimer. <laughs> Fucking spoilers, <laughs> Sabrina. Now, now I don't have to go Shock see the movie. It. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I will say this, though. I'm very curious to see uh, how Albert Einstein turns out. I know. In the trailer, uh, that I'm little really, brief I'm moment. Really, yep. I'm really curious about that. Other than Einstein, I don't give a flying fuck. By the way, where's Einstein's biopic? That's and Young question. Einstein doesn't count, although it's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great movie that does not it's count you're awesome. right it does not count it should but it does not count <laughs> yeah but Einstein was... did some crazy shit went through some crazy shit to, to help out I'm sure they'll cover that in this movie so yeah. part of me the the historical nerd of me yes I actually do love my history I love reading history I'm fascinated by it because those who don't know their history are condemned and doomed to repeat it yes 100 so percent I I think for those out there who aren't as familiar you know what as someone from the South, I really hope a lot of red states goes and watches this fucking film and really sees the consequence of war. 
That's I all. mean, yeah. That's that's my take. <laughs> I mean, you look at it. Mm-hmm. And I heard that Nolan actually like made a huge explosion for this too. He blew up a whole town so he could capture it on film realistically. So he actually blew up a town. And it's like, I mean, what's too far for cinema? You know what I mean? But I bet it looks fantastic. But that sounds like something he would do. I remember we were working on Dark Knight Rises. He wanted the bat flying through a shot, hooked a helicopter up to it, and actually flew it through the shot. So that's this man. He wants awesome. practicality. You know what I mean? He wants it real. Yeah. He wants it always real. And that's something I heard that he actually blew up town. Like, uh, that makes sense. That seems yeah. like him. You okay. Know, you, you, you made me definitely want to watch it streaming now. <laughs> Still not sold on spending my money on it. I How thought I'll three, watch it three hours for that in the movie theater. Oh my God. Yeah. Really yeah. Why would I, I do that? Like no I can way. sit here, eat my popcorn, pause it, take a shit, come back, finish my popcorn. Take another shit. Answer <laughs> a phone call, answer like phone. do you know, to do some business yeah. transactions, answer an email yeah. or two, play Christopher a game. Nolan may know. not be making a limited series, but I damn sure can treat his movie like one. There's yeah, no exactly. See, I'm I'm more about like I have a hard time stopping and going and stuff. I have to watch it straight through. I hate stopping. That's why yeah. I'm the guy that's like rocking my chair in the theater. Cause Cause pee so bad. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so bad. Or I'm sleeping that guy. in the theater. I'm that, or I sleep in the theater if I'm very yeah. tired. Well, that's also I, I only do that for John Wick movies. <laughs> oh shit wow oh, that sounds like fighting words for sabrina yeah. that's literally you know what i almost said before the only movie that's three hours long that i would like to wait in line to go see is john wick i'm not yeah. gonna mess around with this nonsense yeah no i said that's the only movie that like i i actually held my piss in watching john wick for like it oh was fucking good i thought i thought you were saying like no fell asleep and john no wick. fuck no no i love i love john wick no <laughs> that, oh, that's, yeah no i was talking about like when you gotta sit through these long ass movies, I have time. Yeah, I wish I was at my house because I gotta get up and leave. And like, what am I gonna miss? You know, especially yeah, when I go to yeah. see a scary movie. It's like, well, let me wait till they start talking because then I know that nothing's gonna happen. <laughs> or, I'm not gonna miss shit. Yeah, and then I get back just in time to watch someone get their face slashed off. It's awesome. Yep. And you're like, this so, is yeah. great. But uh, like the Evil Dead movie was like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. god, the scalp. The scalp. Yeah, the, oh, the scalp. Oh, that Evil Dead rises. Whew. So good. Yeah, so excited. Brutal, brutal, so brutal. Um, Did y'all see it already? Yeah, we saw this last weekend. So Sorry. brutal, so right, brutal. No spoilers. <laughs> no, no. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about yeah. it later. But very brutal. I'm hyped. But Oppenheimer at three hours long is coming, everybody. If you're a fan of Chris Nolan, you got this coming to your. <laughs> yeah, this coming to your theaters in July. July 21st, you'll be able to sit down and watch three hours long, or maybe fall asleep during, maybe take a pee during, maybe wait till it comes to your peacock later on because you'll that's pass your history them. exam that's for sure yes <laughs> you'll pass your we'll take care exam. of that but anyways everybody thank you so much for being here as always on cruise control thank you jacob from ipa hey. sessions podcast you can yeah. find him on tiktok you can find him on twitter you can find him on youtube you can find him on instagram you can find him everywhere ipa sessions podcast find him now what like, subscribe do that shit yes tap tap please. tap Get that right my, now. Subscribe to my YouTube. I finally made it to 50. I'm so excited. I'm at 50. Now my goal is 100. So come on over. Check it out. I make a bunch of fun little clips and stuff. Watch it. It's great. You'll love it. Keep Figure it growing. Which artist you want to see. Yeah. And we'll be on there, too. We'll do a little crossover event, too. We'll be on That's there. Right. We're shooting, too. So, you know, we'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Then, I'll release it midsummer. It's going to be excellent. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. <laughs> But thank you, Jacob, as always, for being thank here. You appreciate guys. you. We'll have to have you come back soon now that there's this writer's strike. You'll probably have a little bit more time. Yeah, all <laughs> I'm doing is a podcast writing and uh, listening to you guys. And Joe Bob right. Fridays. That's it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina, thank you also for being here on Cruise Control, as always. Appreciate you. Everybody out there, 
Thank you as always. Please like and subscribe. Join our Patreon if you can. And as always, we gotta keep those numbers going. So tell your friends, tell your family, tell your uncle, tell your aunt, tell your cousin, your little baby that's crawling around your neighborhood. Tell your chinchilla, your kangaroos, your little like koala bears that are crawling up your tree. I don't know why they're there. They're there anyways. They're having fun. They're having babies. They're making love. It's cool. Tell them to watch Cruise Control. All right, everybody. Tell everybody. Because if you tell them, we'll keep it going. We'll keep coming back for you. Because we got a top one stop. Happy uh, Monday. Happy Monday. I'm losing my mind. Take care, everybody. (laughs) And we'll see you on Wednesday, as always. Take care, everybody. See ya.